Billy Napier is the new Florida Gators head coach, and he's a big recruiter type. So we'll talk about that and preview both the men and women's basketball games tonight, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me in Cancun right now, but you can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all my written work. And like I just said, I'm on vacation right now. So this is recorded on Monday before I left on Tuesday. So I just want to let you guys know if it's outdated, which it won't be. Sorry. Um, but there will be episodes still through the rest of the week. So we are here for you. Looking at Billy Napier and his recruiting. Uh, he'll build his staff. Like that. That's something that we're going to get to. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I'm pushing back the coordinator episodes until tomorrow and Friday because Billy Napier will build his staff the way that he wants to build it. He will fill it out the way he wants to fill it out. And he will add people who specifically are recruiting coordinators, which he's had multiple of on Louisiana staff. So he'll build his staff. But I wanted to talk more about the immediate impact of his hire on recruiting. He's a great recruiter and a program builder that built Louisiana into a ranked program. We know that. I also want to point out he currently, or I don't know if he's doing this, but we saw Christian Robinson right now at the time of my recording is in Alabama, presumably meeting with Shamar James, who was committed to Florida, then decommitted. And I spoke to, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I, but I, I spoke to Shamar James after Todd Grantham got fired and he was like, Hey, don't, don't rule out Florida. I'm not, I'm not ruling it out. I'm just decommitted for now. So I will say Shamar James to the Florida Gators, still very much a possibility if it hasn't happened by the time this episode comes out. Christian Robinson is out there recruiting for Florida right now. I don't know what that means with his future on the team. We'll talk about that Friday when we look at defensive coordinators. But again, Billy Napier, back, back to Billy. Um, he's a proven recruiter, proven coach. He's proven that he can build a strong run game, and he's put NFL running backs and he's put players into the NFL at a running back. He had Elijah Mitchell and Trey Rogas both go this year into the NFL from his game. So, I, I mean, he has an announced defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. We've spoken about the coordinators. But, again, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about what Billy Napier needs to do right now, and that is he needs to get on the phone with guys like Isaiah Bond, guys like Shamar James, who was written into this episode before Christian Robinson went to visit, and Julian Humphrey, who – I think reportedly the Gators are going to meet with. So Isaiah Bond's a four-star wide receiver athlete from Georgia, not committed anywhere, was committed to Florida, decommitted. Shamar James, four-star linebacker from Alabama, not committed anywhere, decommitted. Julian Humphrey, a four-star corner from Texas. Uh, he is committed to Georgia. He decommitted from Florida. He flipped. And Julian Humphrey and Shamar James, they've kind of indicated that they want to play together. Julian Humphrey has tweeted things like, uh, I can't wait. Uh, you know, it's just a few months before I get to play football with Shamar James. These guys aren't teammates, but Shamar James has retweeted. They'd be like, yeah, brother. So it seems like they're going to go to the same place, maybe, or that they'd like to do that. Shamar James not being committed, that, that's good for Florida. Julian Humphrey has committed to Georgia, but he was previously committed to Florida. So I wouldn't rule out the possibility that Julian Humphrey flips again if Billy Napier can convince him a little bit that, hey, 
or if anybody on the current Gator staff can convince him that, hey, we, we've got stability here. Like I realized that we just went through a coaching change and I realized that people are going to talk about the lack of stability in the Florida program, but Florida's got stability. Billy Napier is a guy who he's going to be around for at least a few years. He's again, Florida's a destination job. He's a program builder at Louisiana and he waited. He got offers before he waited to figure out a power five program that he wanted to go to a destination job that fit his needs, fit his desires and gave him everything that he would want and need. And Florida did that. Florida seemingly hit the nail on the head with this hire. So clearly there's a point where Julian Humphrey was like, you know, Florida is a better spot for me. When we had Todd Grantham and Dan Mullen in charge of this team. Now we've got Billy Napier, haven't announced a defensive coordinator yet. And again, on Friday, we'll get into why that might be pushed back even further, possibly when we look at some candidates, but there is no reason Julian Humphrey can't be flipped. I think if Shamar James commits to Florida, Julian Humphrey will follow suit. I think if Julian Humphrey flips to Florida, Shamar James will follow pursuit. And also, Billy Napier needs to get incredibly active in the transfer portal. Lincoln Riley has left Oklahoma in seemingly shambles by how fast things have turned downhill there to go to USC. That's fine. LSU has not announced a head coach yet, despite knowing they would need a new one about halfway through the season. So, look, I'm just going to say I'm not a fan of a snaking but it would be a pretty good time to snake some recruits from oklahoma snake from recruits from lsu go for the established players that have entered a transfer portal and even tcu as well because you look at tcu and you say zach evans their former five-star running back tremendous talent has entered the transfer portal with sunny dykes being the new head coach that that's what happens you look at spencer rattler the quarterback from oklahoma he has entered the transfer portal after uh, Lincoln Riley left to go to USC. Also want to point out for the people that are like, oh, it's expected. I, I think some people will know who I'm referring to when I say this, but uh, it's expected that Spencer Rattler goes to USC. No, it ain't. Why would he go to the coach that benched him? That's just stupid. Get out, get out of here with that. And I'm not saying Florida should look at Spencer Rattler because we've got a better quarterback in Anthony Richardson. I'm not saying Florida should look at Zach Evans, although I wouldn't be opposed to it. But the thing is, these players are available. They are ready to transfer. They get to transfer and play immediately. Florida, you got to get on these transfers. You've got to get on these recruits that maybe aren't committed to the university anymore. A lot of guys already decommitted from Oklahoma. They can decommit from LSU. LSU, if they don't get Matt Campbell, they're not getting an A-tier hire here. And that's very important to point out where LSU, you know, they got a lot. That's a program that's lacking stability. Oklahoma is a program that's lacking stability. You know, TCU is a program that's lacking stability. You look at Florida and it goes, well, let's see. We had a Dan Mullen got fired a week ago from, and or sorry, a week and a few days ago by the time of recording this. And then Billy Napier was hired a week later. So this is a very quick hire. Scott Strickland reportedly flew to Lafayette on Tuesday met with Billy Napier and was like, I don't need to meet with anybody else. This is the guy that's going to lead us back. So Florida, that's not a problem. That's not a program that's a lacking stability. Florida is as stable as it comes when you look at these universities that have gone, that have undergone coaching changes. You know, you can even look at USC who just brought in Lincoln Riley. Are they really stable? Because he didn't want the smoke of the SEC. That's why he left. 
That's why that's why Lincoln Riley left. He didn't want the smoke of the SEC with Oklahoma coming here. He didn't want LSU because same reason. Doesn't want the smoke of the SEC. You don't know if he'll jump ship once USC starts going down or once an NFL team comes calling and he doesn't have to worry about recruiting like that. So I would not say that any program that's undergone a coaching change is more stable than Florida is right now. Billy Napier attacked the transfer portal, attack recruits that are committed to these universities and just keep going at it. And you can build this program up quicker than people are giving him credit for. All right, college football fanatics. Have you heard about price fix? Price fix is a daily fantasy made easy. I love it. And I know you will too. Price fix offers every sport you can think of. I'm talking NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Prospects offers more college football props than anyone in the world. And I know I've said it before, but college football props are already incredibly difficult to find. You can bet on, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a name right now that I could throw at you because football season is basically over for us. Go ahead, bet on Colin Castleton. And then you can look at Toledo, who is playing Middle Tennessee State, and go at Brian Kobach. Sorry, I'm not naming their basketball players. They suck. I'm just going to be honest with you. Prices allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron rebounds and the under on Patrick Mahomes touchdowns, which you shouldn't do, in the same entry. Don't hesitate. Check out prospects.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prospects is daily fantasy made easy. Looking at Florida versus Oklahoma playing tonight. Florida is 6-0. Oklahoma is 6-1. Florida is currently ranked as the number 14 team in the country for a team that started the year unranked. So far, Florida's had a significantly harder strength of schedule than Oklahoma, so their record doesn't really worry me. Both teams have been built on playing stout defense. Florida has yet to allow 70 points in a game. Oklahoma has only allowed 70 points in a game twice this season, which really, I mean, when you look at it, it's like, well, that's a third of their games at this point, a little less than a third of their games at this point. But, you know, we're not, we're not worried about that. Oklahoma, very good defensively. I don't care. I do think that Florida matches up very well against Oklahoma, though. Oklahoma, they're an offense that they want to get the ball inside. That, that's one thing they really want to do. They want to get the ball inside. They want to get to the free throw line. Florida, that's where they're arguably the best in the nation at protecting the paint. I realize your analytics could say different. And, you know, basketball is a thing where it's like, I don't, I'm not big on basketball analytics. I'm big on watching games and seeing what happens. And Florida is a good defensive team, particularly in the paint. So Oklahoma is also a team that they sh- kind of struggle at rebounding the ball. They struggle a little bit. They're just not as good as Florida where Colin Castleton, I'm expecting a big game. You know, and I realize that Colin Castleton is the best player on this team. He might not have the best NBA career out of the players in the team, just built on the style, but currently he is the most talented player on this team. So Colin Castleton is primed to have a big game on the board. I'm not even talking offensively. I'm talking on the boards and defensively in the paint. All signs point to this being a game that is a fantastic matchup for the Florida Gators versus the Oklahoma Sooners. And I'm really looking forward to it because Florida, this is the toughest matchup of the week for Florida. By the time they get to any tougher competition, I'll be back. So Florida's got the toughest matchup of the week for them right now. And Oklahoma, I mean, their football program's in shambles, but their basketball program, not so much, you know, yeah, reliable there. But I mean, I, I, I think Florida matches up very well. I think offensively, 
Florida will be able to find open threes. I think Florida will be able to get some work done in the paint offensively, especially after offensive rebounds, whether it's Anthony DeRuji or Colin Castleton have been the big guys so far. And I think defensively, Florida is going to keep a lot of pressure on Oklahoma, which is, I mean, obviously what they do. They tend to keep people out the paint. They press up. They make you take bad threes. And then Colin Castleton or Anthony DeRuji are there to get the rebounds. So Oklahoma not a great team. They want to push the ball inside. They want to get the ball inside, but they are going to have a ton of difficulty doing so, which is why I'm like, yes, this is a great matchup for Florida. Um, of course, I've said that about Florida's football team. And um, how do I word this? That has gone, I don't want to say less than stellar, but it's gone God awful. Uh, if that if that makes you feel better about my, about my predictions, but uh, you know, I, I think this is a great game for Florida. If Florida can force Oklahoma to take some bad threes, something that Florida has done a very good job at this year, forcing opponents to take bad threes, forcing opponents into taking bad threes, and forcing them to rush their shots, then it should be another massive win for Florida. This is one of the best Florida Gators teams that I've seen in. I mean. I, I want to say like a decade-ish. Uh, this this Florida Gators team has all the makings of a team that will run, that will make a deep run in the March Madness tournament, keeping the defensive pressure on, forcing errors. The 2021 Mike White way, which we know was not the way last year, but we look at guys like Myron Jones, Brandon McKissick is stepping up. CJ Felder is getting more playing time. This is a Florida team that will hopefully keep fresh legs throughout the season besides maybe Colin Castleton. He plays a ton of minutes and he's been doing so this season. And I mean, luckily there've been a couple of blowouts where he doesn't have to play a ton and that's fantastic. And I, I think that this won't be one of those games. I think this will be one of the games where Florida needs to play. You know, they had that, that tight one with Ohio state just last week where, it was like, oh, well, Florida might lose this one. And then Tyree Appleby made a fantastic, took a fantastic shot that I did not think was going to go in at all. And he banged it. And so, I mean, you know, Florida 6-0, and hopefully 7-0 and after tonight. And then through the game, the rest of the games this weekend, hopefully 8-0 for them. I, I think this is a Florida team that can make a very, very deep run. I'm excited to see what they could do. And I, I think that the Oklahoma game, will be a challenge and will be a test. I don't think it'll be a blowout. When I said another big win, I didn't mean another big win as in like we win the game by 40. I meant as in another big win when you look at the schedule and you go, okay, well, let's see. Their strength of schedule is going to increase after this game because six and one Oklahoma, they, they ain't a cupcake. They're not Troy. But you look at this and you go, well, they, they took out Ohio State. They take out Oklahoma. This is a team that can make a deep run and be a very good basketball team. And I think tonight they add another win and still keep that perfect record rolling through the rest, or not through the rest of the season, but further into this season. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I didn't. I told you guys yesterday, you know, Vegas just took my money on Sunday. This went doink straight out of my pocket, basically. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Again, obviously, Florida, a whole lot of wrenches into my plans. Uh, Florida basketball has been pretty good for me. That, that's helpful. But Bet Online covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine it is the best way to place your bets and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus 
on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D, no space O N for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Have y'all tried Bill Bar Puffs yet? Because if you haven't, I promise you, you're missing out. I, I was a little skeptical. You know, the flavors sound weird ruby chocolate, lemon cheesecake. And I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of funky. They slap. Bill Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like I do, that is no longer a problem. Bill Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and most importantly, high fiber solution. You can even enjoy a Bill Bar. If you're keto, remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar or Built.com. Now to wrap up today's show, we're going to talk about the Florida Gators women's basketball team taking on George Mason later this evening. <sighs> Looking forward to this one. <laughs> Florida is six and two. George Mason is five and three. And the thing is with Florida, it doesn't feel like Florida has been a six and two team. The beginning of the schedule has been pretty easy. The two games that were against good competition were losses, especially the NC State game was a bad loss. Like that, that's one of the games where it's like, well, they played a really good team and they got their brakes beat off them. But, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to say that despite the winning record for George Mason, they have a negative point differential where at least Florida, for the most part, they've been winning handedly. And again, I mean, they've only got two losses. One of them was a blowout. One of them wasn't. So that's fun. But the Florida Gators have not been shooting well from behind the arc. We know that's something that I've spoken about extensively at this point. The Florida Gators women's basketball team has not been a good team at shooting behind the arc. George Mason, on the other hand, well, they're worse, considerably worse. They shoot about 5% worse from three. So Florida, congrats, you've actually got an advantage when it comes to shooting the three ball. Similar to the men's basketball game versus Oklahoma, the women's team is playing a George Mason team that likes to get the ball in the paint. Why does George Mason like to get the ball in the paint? Well, simple. They suck at shooting threes. So obviously, they're going to try to push the ball inside so that they don't have to take those threes. Similar to Florida and Oklahoma, they are very good at defending the three, as in Florida's men's basketball team and Florida Gators' women's basketball team are good at defending the paint here. George Mason likes to get their opponents in foul trouble. They do. They get to the line. They do a great job at that. But Florida Gators, well, men's basketball, Anthony Derucci, Colin Castleton. Women's basketball, Faith Dute, Floor Tunders, both of whom will be patrolling and controlling the paint. Expect to see an ugly game, by the way. Uh, if, if you were watching this game, which you very well should, expect to see an ugly game. Neither of these teams shoot very well. That's just a fact. Both of these teams turn the ball over way more than acceptable. Like It, it, it looks like me and my friends playing at the rec in 2K. Like It's pretty bad. And both teams, are, they're, they're, they're sound rebounders. So expect an ugly, probably low-scoring game but I think that actually favors the Gators. I think when you look at this game and you look at any Florida Gators basketball team or Florida Gators women's basketball game and you go, well, I mean, this is going to be a, a drag out knockdown kind of game. I, I think that favors the Florida Gators women's basketball team. I, I think that they want to do. I think the biggest difference between the Florida Gators men's and women's team, you know, they, they're strong in the same spots, except that the Florida Gators men's team can shoot threes better. But I mean, recently, 
they, they've gotten better. The Florida Gators women's basketball team, they've gotten better at shooting threes. So I, I think that this is a good game for Florida where, you know, you look at it and it's like, well, guess what? His game ain't going to be a shootout. That's very good for Florida. You expect to compete. That's very good for Florida. Like they, they want you to try and get this ball in the paint and they want you to try and get them in foul trouble. Cause guess what? Ain't going to happen, buddy. Faith Dute, Florida Tuners, they're going to be the stars of this game. And I know we'll have Jordan Merritt and Nina Rickards and Kiki Smith and all those great players on the wing and on the back and in the backcourt. I think that this game will be decided by Faith Dute and Florida Tuners. Not just talking rebounding. That's I'm not talking about just rebounding. I'm not talking about Florida Gators scoring in the paint. I'm talking about the Florida Gators containing George Mason's attack because George Mason, again, they want to get to the paint. They want to get to the free throw line. And Florida Gators, they're very good at stopping that. I mean, sure, they, they've had some uh, some foul trouble. I feel like usually that happens uh, either off ball or on the perimeter. And I don't think that's going to be an issue with with Faith Dude and Floor Tunders. They are two of the tallest women in this game. They will be able to contain the paint, control the paint, and get active on rebounds. And I think that's that works out fantastic for the Florida Gators. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. Don't miss out tomorrow. We'll cover some offensive coordinator candidates for the Florida Gators football team. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Lockdown Gators, I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E. And INE Sports, and be sure to check out my pin tweet and let Lockdown know why Gator Nation is the best fan base in all college sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.